Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. Hey, Larissa here. Thanks for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. So today I want to talk about why you're prioritizing being busy over growing your business. Now, most salon owners that come to me at some point uh, is because they come feeling overwhelmed, overcommitted, and their personally or their business is suffering as a result. And uh, they're feeling on edge all of the time or having team challenges that um, are getting in the way of growth or um, just challenges, feeling overwhelmed, feeling challenged. But at the same time, I noticed that they're super passionate, super passionate about growing their business. Like there's no lack of love for the business, uh, but they're just a little bit lost in the sea of busyness. And uh, I think there's a super simple reason why. And actually, it has nothing to do with business tactics or strategies. Uh, so today, I want to talk about how to know if you are prioritizing being busy over actually prioritizing growing your business. And it may, you may not have thought before that uh, they are two different things. They could be perceived to be one and the same. So let's sanity check this. I want you, I'm going to go through a couple of uh, scenarios now, and I want you to be truly honest with yourself. Which one and how many of these do you resonate with? Okay, so the first one is you're always busy. The list never ends. You free up some time uh, and space in your calendar or your appointment book and not long after it is full again. And maybe you move your roster around, maybe you change your childcare days, move your clients to other days of the week, uh, but actually you never feel less busy. The list continues, you're booked back to back, whatever it is, whether it's meetings, whether it's clients, whether it's activities and projects, you are chocker. Now, I remember the days when I used to do this, I used to move my roster on my childcare days and I'd do it about every nine months if I was truly honest with myself. And I would say, okay, this is not working. I need to change it. Thursdays is gonna be the better day that we run the team meeting and, and Thursdays will be the day that I'll get a whole day childcare and, um, and I'll do all the things and it's going to be, that, that'll be it. That'll be the one, that's the way. <laughs> and Mondays I'll do this and I used to switch and switch and change it around. But the reality was, doesn't matter how I moved, the shit around. It was the same shit. It was the same jigsaw puzzle in a different pattern. So I was still just as busy and just as overwhelmed. Um, and so tell me, is that, is this you? Have you done this before? <laughs> Doesn't matter how, which way you flip it. Uh, you're just as busy in the list and never ends. Maybe you struggle to stop. You know, you're always doing something, whether it's in business or in your personal life or both and you're always on the move. Now, I remember uh, the year that, well, it was a couple of years actually, that I moved salons. I had a young baby, I moved salons. I got married. Uh, we were subdividing our section and building houses. Uh, we, of course, planned a honeymoon. We were planning to have baby number two. 
and I fully had the pedal to the metal in the salon business. Like what the actual, there was no stop. Every minute in the nth degree was booked. And I remember my dad used to pick up my youngest son uh, once a week after school, preschool in those days, and he would take him out for you know, a daily adventure. Actually, he did that right from when Max was uh, three months old. He would take him for an afternoon or whatever. And I used to have him scheduled, bless him, for uh, six plus weeks at a time, sometimes three months. Here I was creating schedules for my dad. So everybody knew what was happening. Like we were buttoned, my life was buttoned up to the moment. Uh, I struggled to stop. There was no stop. And one of those reasons was uh, <laughs> uh, was number three. So number one is always busy. The list never ends. Number two is you struggle to stop. Number three is you say yes to everything. And one of the reasons I struggled to stop is I said yes to everything. And when we got engaged, my beautiful dear husband, uh, said oh great you know we're engaged now uh, let's start planning a wedding we'll get mar married in a year and i have to admit i probably thought that we were going to have the eternal engagement i was happy with just being engaged didn't need a wedding in fact probably i didn't need it because i didn't have room for it so instead of being the logical person and to say hey look we're actually in the middle of a subdivision <laughs> and i laugh about it now and we've just moved the cell and we've got a baby and we're blah 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 about all the things how about we put it off for a year no 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 i said yes that sounds amazing i can't wait to have a wedding and let's do it i said yes to everything and i used to say yes to cutting families here now i didn't i didn't suffer for the at for this at the same time at an earlier time i of course people your family ask you come over for dinner can you cut my hair friends and family i nipped that in the bud in the bud pretty quickly because i realized that i could get them to come in the salon and then i slowly worked out a way to pass them off to uh, my team and have time for it um, but i know that this is a, a, something that we are challenged with people ask us to cut their hair to do their skin whatever it is uh, in their own time and we don't know how to say no and one of my beautiful favorite uh, salon owners that I work with I remember having a conversation with her when uh, her family she was home with a baby baby number two and she was home with the baby and her family would ask her to babysit their baby she was at home with a baby two babies anyway couldn't she just have another one but what they failed to realize is she was run between sleeps and bottles and washing she was running the business and like how could she articulate to them and say you know they thought oh you're on maternity leave aren't you well as you well know if you are on maternity leave while you own a business you're not on maternity leave from the business you're on maternity leave from doing the hair or the or the clients you're never on maternity leave from a business so um she found it really hard to say well actually uh i'm actually working i'm just juggling it in between all of the things and um i know before ian my husband uh before we had children and it, i must say it it kind of crept into our early years of having young babies he was known as the fixer guy he's a builder he works on cars and he is a generous person and he was always you know full of helping people. one of the things i loved about him when we first uh, got together was he was always yes and helpful and he was kind and giving but when you have and he basically supported his family uh in lots of those tasks doing things when we got together he was the cook and all of the things but once you start to have your own family and then he started to run his own business you can't say yes to anything everything anymore and what used to work no longer works so if you are running around in circles and you're prioritizing being busy over actually growing your business 
maybe it's because you're saying yes to everything because you see it as an opportunity or you love to give and help and support. I want you to think about that. One of the ways to know if you're prioritizing being busy for being busy's sake is that you lack structure and clarity and are not following a clear plan that actually connects to your long-term goals. Maybe you're actually not clear or you're lost vision of what those long-term goals are. Maybe you haven't actually written down those long-term goals and you don't do that consistently. And of course, when you say yes to everything, as we just talked about, including new shiny ideas that pop into your brain, and if you're a creative entrepreneur, that'll happen to you a lot. Um, uh, especially if you have a team who also come up with creative ideas, like you can fall into uh, doing a whole bunch of stuff that does not match the goals and aspirations and visions that you actually have and the direction that you have for your business. And before you know it, you're super busy with everybody else's agenda, including a sprinkle of your own, busy being busy, and you're actually not taking your business in the, uh, in the direction that you actually intend. And then you start to wonder, why am I not being successful? Not why am I not getting to the place that I need to be? Because those awesome ideas that you have actually start to become distractions and it will keep you playing small. And until you have the clarity on where you're going, uh, you'll just keep going in any old direction and any idea that floats by your nose. Okay. Uh, I know that you're busy being busy and not growing your business if when your friends ask you uh, how you are, you hear yourself saying, oh my God, I've been so, it's so busy. It's so busy right now. <laughs> and you say it like it's a badge of honor, like I'm so busy. Oh my God, I'm so busy. And if you find yourself saying that, um, then, and then they ask you, well, you know, what have you been doing? You probably struggle to say, well, what you've been busy with. I don't know, just all the things, so many things. Yeah, I've been busy with all the things. <laughs> hey, I'm only saying this because I've been that guy. So take it with a grain of salt. And I want you to laugh at yourself if this is you right now. Because if you feel like you're in the adrenaline mouse wheel going round and round and round and round, and you're still feeling unfulfilled and overwhelmed, and you can't let go of the feeling of being busy, then I know that you're prioritizing being busy over actually growing your business. Now, if your energy levels are low, maybe you're living on coffee, maybe you're even living on wine, maybe you're living on coffee, wine, and energy drinks, all of the things, um, and then maybe you have trouble sleeping, or maybe you get sick a lot. If you resonate with any of these things, and these artificial things are keeping you going, then do you know what? This is a true sign that you're burning the candle from both ends, wake up call. This is not sustainable. Now, I remember a time when I used to live on V. I, I had coffee in the middle of the day, but I wasn't a morning coffee person at this point. I was a V person. The energy drink, V. God, I can't believe that I was so stuck on that stuff. But I was for quite a long time. And I also suffered insomnia. I had an overstimulated brain, no downtime, no white space for my brain to process the multiple balls that I was juggling on any given day. Because I wasn't just juggling running a business. I was juggling a family and I was juggling... Uh, routines and schedules and how, uh, this was at the time that we had also the wedding and the um, what was I saying do you know the house renovations we were subdividing that's the one I was looking for sorry about that um, see my brain was juggling um, so I had an overstimulated brain and of course what happens when your brain is overstimulated in those days by the time you get the kid to bed uh, I would stay up at night and do the work and then you'd go to bed and my brain was overstimulated, I couldn't get sleep. 
And then because I'd wake up in the morning from lack of sleep and I'd be lying awake or, you know, always wake up at three o'clock in the morning with these ideas or things I'd forgotten or whatever it was. So I'd wake up in the morning tired. So I'd get an energy drink on the way to work. And then I'd live on this wired bodied energy drink. And if it was a really bad day, I'd have two. I don't think I ever got to three because I used to start feeling jittery. But then I'd be jittery or I'd be highly um, energized and I'd go through the same routine. And then I would work at night because I hadn't got all the stuff done during the day because my whole schedule was overbooked and I'd have another energy drink. And so we went round and round and round in circles. So at that time in my life, I was prioritizing being busy, feeling like I was heading towards success. But in fact, it is not sustainable. And, I, and uh, not to say that I wasn't successful, but I wasn't as successful as I could have, should have, would have been. Now, if you're feeling stressed and rushed, like there's never enough time and the days race by, sometimes you wonder where the week's gone. Have you ever had that? I actually had this just a couple of weeks ago and the, the week flew by and I was like, well, it's, what? I, I still thought it was Thursday and it was Friday. And when life becomes a blur, it's a sign that there's no variation. There are no markers in your life or your day or your week uh, or even in your month that mark the big events in your life. It all becomes very monotone and very focused. For example, you're doing the kid routine and you're doing the work and there's no room for anything else. And it blurs into one. And the challenge is that when this happens, time flies by, but when we look back, we don't have any lifelong uh, life memories. Like what is life when you get older and you don't have memories and you just remember that you worked hard, like a slave, do you know? What is life? What, what is the meaning of life is just to work and you don't have any stories or memories to show and talk about it when you're older to your grandchildren. All right. The next indicator that you are busy being busy and you're actually not growing your business is that your bank account doesn't match the number of hours that you put in. Now, this one might hurt when you're working all of the hours and you're working in bed at night because you're awake at three in the morning because you're working anyway because you're not asleep you're thinking about all the things you did or you didn't have or what she said and he said and how you felt about it and you're working all the hours and the, the bank account is not growing now in some cases i help salon owners who are not making a profit and or the business is making a profit and they're paying themselves nothing or they pay themselves sometimes when there's enough money in the bank and if that's you that hurts and then we get into the cycle of resentment that I have to work so much in the business and, and uh, that which you love because it's your baby and there's nothing in it for you. And we can get into a point where we trick ourselves that we're successful, but we're not. You can go and work for somebody else for more than you're making. Now, if this is you, or even if you're making some profit and you're paying yourself, which is fine, but if you're putting the hours and you're growing a business that's not paying you what you're worth, market value, like at market value, if you were doing that for somebody else, what would you expect to be paid? This is a true sign that you're working on the wrong things. And you're, you're working on uh, the things that don't actually move the needle, right? And if they don't move the, move the needle, they're not actually important. And sorry to tell you, this is the wrong thing to be working on. Whatever it is, it's filling up your day that your list is so long and you're not making the money that you could, should, would, or at minimum that you are being paid market value if you went to work some, somebody, for somebody else. Now I can hear some of you thinking out loud probably, it's not all about the money, Larissa. But guess what, it is all about the money. Because, you know, like good relationships don't pay the rent. 
and you can't eat good relationships. I can hear somebody say, I don't do it for good money, I do it because it makes me feel good and I help people and I know that they feel good and I'm happy with that. Which I totally get, and I'm not saying this is wrong, but, but that stuff does not pay the rent. You can't eat that, you're, you're, you're not giving your family or even yourself what you're worth. Money does make the world go round. It makes the world go round of your team. It makes the world go round of your clients. It makes the world go round of your family. Like the reality is uh, money isn't bad or evil. It's just the scorecard that there is an equal transaction of value. And if you're putting in a transaction of lots of effort and um, lots of time and effort and you're working hard and you're not getting the equal value back, then there's a disconnect. If you're not making money in your business, it's not working. And it's time to do something different about it. And uh, don't feel bad about making money. Money is a good thing because it gives you the ability to live your life. That's all it is. To take it and invest it in something else that gives you fun, pleasure, or even just to survive and be healthy. <laughs> all right, the last thing to know that you are busy being busy and not working on your business uh, is that you have a lack of support or team around you. And even when you do ask for help or you grow your team and you're outsourcing your things, you just somehow seem to get busier. And you involve yourself too much in the process, like maybe hashtag control freak. Hey, I'm only saying these things because I've been at this, all of these places, I'm speaking to you from experience. At one time or another, I've been all of these things. Uh, it's really hard when you're all of them all at once. But in any case, if you're um, working too much even though you are building a team and you are still the one that has like here's here's a good example you're in a team meeting and you're running a team meeting and you are the one that walks away with the most on your list like this is not right this means that either you're a control freak or you haven't worked out how to delegate effectively you should work walk away from that team meeting with the least on your list and if, I, if you can sort of hear you saying, oh, I know, but like sometimes it's just faster to do it myself, then I want to say to you that you're not thinking big enough or far enough ahead into the future. A small amount of pain today will give you a whole future of freedom. No, not necessarily freedom to sit on the beach in Fiji, which I just would love to do right now. I haven't left the country for like a year. Um, but to give you the freedom of mind, freedom um, of time to work on the right things of your business. I don't feel bad about getting people to do other things. Like I really encourage you to uh, get the support around you. Um, like hire a nanny, hire a VA, hire a support person to do all the fiddly stuff so you can work on the stuff that moves the needle because maybe you're working too much in the business and not on it, and you're not making the most of the people around you. Mostly, most people that work for you want to do a good job and they want to succeed and they want to do the big fun stuff. So don't hold it back for them. Invest the time and show them how to do it properly so you can be free to move on to the next thing that's going to move the needle. Now this used to be me. Luckily, I learned relatively early in business from a coach that I had that I needed to work on my business, not in the business. And I need that I knew that people around me was, was the investment that gave, that freed me up to do the growth stuff. Right? Doesn't make doesn't mean that that was easy moving myself out of it. Like I'm still off in the roadblock in my business even now. Sometimes it's like, do you know what, guys? I just have to do this before I can do that. And when I do that, that means that you guys now have 
you know, the freedom to do the things that you need to do, but you have to wait for me. And it's frustrating for team members. So people want to do good work. And so the trick is to get yourself out of, you know, set the task up or set the system up or set the project up. And then as soon as it's on repeat, um, delegate it to somebody else and support them to do a good job. Remove those roadblocks quickly and swiftly if you want to move forward. Um, because otherwise what happens is, is that, you know, the team gets bigger and we get busier and then we're way too involved in the process. Hashtag control freak. <laughs> so um, it's one of those things. Free up your calendar. Um, if you free up your calendar and it's full again a few hours later and this sounds like you, then this is definitely a case of you are in a habit of being busy, just being busy and you're used to being there now. And I want you to get used to the idea of working on the right things so you can actually grow your business. Now for me, a lot of these things came from feelings like that I had to be busy and work hard to be successful, or I had to work hard and be super busy to sort of validate any success that I'd had. Um, and, uh, and often I would feel unfulfilled if I wasn't working a lot. Um, and at some point I actually lost the, the habit or the skill, if you will, to do other things. If I wasn't working, well, what, what, what else would I do? Um, and and um, if I'm not working on my baby that I love so much, do you know, especially if I wasn't getting the success I was after, it actually drove me to work more, which I'm hoping you realize now is actually counter, counterproductive and, count, even, and counterintuitive. Um, but I know for some it can be linked to self-confidence or lack thereof, self-worth, not feeling good enough, or even just not knowing a better way. This is the way that you know. And I know for some families, some families have a strong work ethic, and it comes from our parents or even our grandparents' generation who worked so hard, like physically worked in factories nine to five, you know, and physically worked hard. And the fallout of that is that this sort of work hard ethic um, has passed down to generations. And what happens in this digital world that we're in is that that mindset doesn't really match our, our environment anymore because in this digital world, it means that our work can come home with us. There's no off. There's no nine to five. Like, you know, the nine to five business model of having employees work nine to five. And even though I know we work late nights, et cetera, but that actually came from managing factory workers in the industrial era. And we haven't let go of that. But what's happened is that nine to five industrial thinking has come into the digital world, but there is no separation between when people leave the office um, or as business owners, you know, the business follows up. There's no, there's no off time. And especially in this industry, when we work late nights till eight o'clock and we're Saturdays and then we do business stuff on Mondays, where is the off? So the question is, how do we change this? Are you ready? I've got four things for you to change. First of all, is I want you to work on your mindset. Shift the belief system that around working hard equals success. For me, and I'm constantly learning this lesson, and in fact, uh, I was just saying to somebody just at the beginning of the week, uh, for me, the less that I do now, now I've been saying this in my head for quite a few years, quite a few years, but I feel like I keep learning this lesson again and again. And for me, the less that I do, the better I become. The less that I do, the more my business grows. 
and it means that I can do less projects, but I see the projects through uh, to the end in great quality and I complete them and, and formalize whatever it is I do until it works, systemize it, put it into place for the future and then and keep tweaking it until it works before I move on to the next thing. So specifically over the last two years, I've slowly and surely worked on less and less projects. But each project goes deeper and more in depth and becomes more successful and I get more results out of that one thing because I have tunnel vision focus. And strangely enough, like we run uh, strategic game plans, which, I, which is one of my tips, which I'll say in a minute, and we have less and less on our strategic game plan, but our business is growing and moving faster than it ever has before. So I want you to think about that. Number two is learn to say no. Prioritize your own priorities over, over others. When your cup is full and you are successful and things are going and can work enough without you, then you'll have time to be back with others again. That if you want to help them or they need help or you want to be the kind, caring person, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be that person, but don't do it until you've got yourself sorted. Don't do it at the cost of yourself. Because if you don't reach a certain level of success or a certain size of team or, a, or to be able to afford a certain amount of personal help, then you never have the freedom. And you're saying yes which to others, which is now counterproductive or at the cost of your own success. And you'll never show up for yourself or for them 100%. So just do it in that order. If you need to be the, the person that helps people and helps the community and is that giving person, get yourself, say no until you can get yourself to a certain level of success that you can be free again to say yes. Got it? All right, number three is create a strategic game plan with focused projects and actions that align to your actual written goal. Like write the goal, make the plan, write it down and then stick to it. This takes a little bit of discipline. I've talked about this before in the podcast. Say no to everything else. Have a parking space for ideas because if you're a creative entrepreneur, you'll be full of them. And sometimes your team throw you great ideas, park them, put them somewhere with intention and bring... Um, Bring those things only into the now or the current project when you have space to commit to them. Sometimes less is more. Say no to the other things, right? Last but not least, invest in support in your own personal life and in your business life to be, so you are able to implement the important things. Like create the space for the people that matter the most, your family, your kids, the people you care about. So get a nanny, get a cleaner. One of the most important jobs in my business is the cleaner that comes into my house because it means that my brain is free now to grow in the business. Why can I turn up and serve you on the podcast and help the people in my programs become better? It's because I have a cleaner, thanks to her. <laughs> my brain is clear so I can be present when I do my job. Uh, get a nanny, get a cleaner, get a VA or a PA. Now, a virtual assistant is someone who can help you in your business. A PA is someone who can help you personally. Get the little stuff out the way that is not important and just do the things that only you can do. Don't feel bad about bringing somebody into your life to help. Feel good about the fact that you're superwoman and you need a team around you to do the superpower things that you're going to do. Prioritize energy, get some white space, make sure you get enough sleep, eat well. Right. Uh, I hope this was helpful. Those are the four things to do to make sure that you can turn around, get it out of the habit of being busy for being busy sake and step into truly growing your business, the things that move the needle so you can get to the level of success that you want and be the person that you've always wanted to be. Now, this is exactly how I help seller owners. 
so uh, they can make more money while working less and actually feeling less stressed and less overwhelmed because the fastest way to derail everything is to stay in overwhelm. So like, so like Hannah, now she was super overwhelmed and super stressed, but she now works 20, 22 hours a week in the business. She earns a bucket load. We just did her hourly rate as a CEO the other day. Super exciting. She just got a cleaner and she's about to get a VA. And she said to me, yeah, but, but if I do that, I'll have nothing to do. And I said, good, this is the goal. When you can create some space and uh, you are creating space for what is coming next. Right? Imagine what you can do if you didn't have all the stuff cluttering up your list that's cluttering it up right now. Imagine what you could get done when you're making space for what's coming next. All of those ideas that you've been storing up and parking on the ideas parking space, imagine you actually got rid of the sort of the daily grind stuff and you could do the fun stuff. This is good, right? Or like Mari, who went from working fully on the floor and now she does three days on the floor. And in the last 10 months, she's removed herself from the daily, she's gone from five to three days on the floor, created space to work on the long-term strategies and systems and processes. She's upskilled her manager. She's increased her monthly sales by $11,000 a month, each month consistently and growing. And profit is up because she prioritized the things that she was working on, working on the right things that actually moved the needle. Or Sky. now Sky's got uh, an eight week old baby. And in the last six weeks, she has smashed her sales target, increased it by 5K per week consistently over the last six weeks. Like, if you think about that, her baby's eight weeks old. She started doing that when her baby was two weeks old, while she was at home with the brand new baby. So it's not about the hours that you put in. It's about what it is that you choose to focus on and what systems you decide to put into place and just focus on that so you can move the needle. So... Over the next month, I've got space to work with five more salon owners who want to work less while increasing their income. Not to sit on the beach, although I definitely promote that also. But if you want to work on the right things, build a business that can grow fast without compromising your own sanity. Like, honestly, you have one life to live, right? If it sounds like you, you'll want some help, love to chat, DM me and uh, we'll chat. Now, otherwise, make sure you join me in my Facebook group. Uh, profitable and successful salon owners Facebook group on well Facebook <laughs> and just note we have had a name change so it is now called the profitable and successful salon owner so I look forward to seeing you in there I'm always in there hanging out uh, with uh, sharing a few tips and any questions that you have love to see you there otherwise I look forward to tuning in with you again same time same place next week ciao for now Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.